All right, people, let's do this one last time. My name is Lance Stanford. I'm a podcast host, and this is The Night Nerd. For the last seven years, I've been bringing you all your favorite shows, uh, movie reviews, video game reviews, and just general pop culture fun. This includes talking about some of the best movies ever made, and we're going to do that today when we talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It just dropped this weekend, uh, if you're listening to this first run. I went and saw it Thursday night with the family, Thursday afternoon, and it was amazing. Like, my spoiler-free review is three words. Go see it. It's Because you really can't talk a whole lot about it without getting into spoilers and things. So, go see it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. We're going to find out here in a minute what my seven-year-old thought about it, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, the the whole cast, you know, was just knocking it out of the park. You have Phil Lord and Christopher Miller back writing and doing amazing things. You have uh, Joaquin DeSantos directing, one of the directors, who I, I recognized the name, and I looked him up, did Justice League Unlimited, um, some Avatar The Last Airbender, did a bunch of... DC showcases the Spectra, Jonah Hex, um, did Superman Shazam, Return of Black Adam, all sorts of things. And this is, you know, like feature film going in. It couldn't be better. Also, Kip Powers is there too. Uh, first directing job, but has written for uh, Star Trek Discovery, One Night in Miami, uh, Soul, all these things. And just so so good and also Justin K. Thompson is is part of it too um, again just Titan Animation done a lot of really cool things the the voice cast you know we get uh, Shamik Moore back as Miles who is going to be at Fan Expo Dallas next weekend I'm going to be there and at first I was like ah you know it's cool that he's going to be there but now I, I think I'm going to have to get a picture because it just so so awesome in in this film alone never mind you know all the other things that he's done um you know the singles albums the other movies the tv shows whatever uh well his role in wu-tang was pretty sweet but just having that balance of like growing and having grown from the first film and still not being in the loop and being left out is is a fine line, you know, to be smart and, and not dumb, but naive, I guess, at the same time, is, is really cool. I just, he does wonderful. Haley Steinfeld, back as Gwen, Spider-Woman. Um, she's kind of the, the lead in this film. Uh, the opening scene, the first, like, 20 minutes is her and her story and sets up so many things, and it's beautiful and heart-wrenching and uh so at the end of it then they get into the credits and the title and you're like, oh i didn't even really you know i thought we were already going because there's so much that her character brings to it and seeing her fight you know her her brain versus her heart uh which we'll get into in a minute is is really really impressive you have brian tyree henry as miles's dad jefferson uh, Luna Lauren Velez is Rio, his mom, and they get a little more screen time here. You know, you kind of get to see that family dynamic because Jefferson 
His dad is getting a promotion to captain at the police department, so that's really cool. And then his mother is being very much a mom, uh, caring about her son, and like, oh, does he is he in a relationship with this person? And, uh, and then here's where spoilers really start. I mean, I guess Gwen coming back is kind of a spoiler, but Jake Johnson is back as Peter B. Parker, and he's got a kid now, which is really cool. Jason Schwartzman is the spot, who is the villain-ish of this movie. Um, I didn't know Jason Schwartzman was in it, and a few minutes into hearing him talking, I was like, oh my gosh, that that's awesome. And he is very Wes Anderson Jason Schwartzman, or um, the only other movie I can really think of him as the villain was in Slackers. You know, I had a nickname for you. You know what it was? I'm not going to tell you. It was Laser. If you've never seen that movie, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, but so seeing him, you know, trying to be intimidating and trying to be a bad guy and the journey he goes on gaining more power and stuff throughout the movie and gaining more confidence and everything um, is just really really neat then you have Issa Rae coming in as Jessica Drew another spider woman and she's just uh, I mean like if Pam Greer was in this movie this would be her you know Jackie Brown style uh, all of those, all our older movies, like, it's, yeah. Uh, Karan Sony is Spider-Man India, who has some fun little comic relief scenes, and uh, but then switches, like, really, again, heartfelt moments. There's so many heartfelt moments in this movie, y'all. Like, uh, you, you might tear up, you know, especially uh, as a parent, seeing their relationships and stuff, but we'll get to the story in a minute. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is Hobie Brown or Spider-Punk. He's awesome. Like, uh, there are a few times where I was like, wait a minute. You know, he almost had the, like, the Brad Pitt accent from Snatch. But Oscar Isaac comes back as Miguel O'Hara, the Spider-Man of 2099, who is also kind of the bad guy. Um, definitely the jerk. Uh, Shea Wiggum is George Stacy, Gwen Stacy's dad. Um, and then... I'll let you see some of the other ones because there are some nice little uh, cameos and stuff because there's so many spiders in here, you know, uh, people coming back. I'll give you a few. Like Josh Keaton comes back as Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, Yuri Lowenthal from the animated series comes back. And it's just, who else? Um, you get some of the, from the original cast coming back too. And they still haven't released the complete cast list, so I, I'm, I'd be really curious. But the movie, the movie itself, so like I said, it opens up with Gwen Stacy and her story and her conflict with her universe and her dad's father. And we learn that due to their actions in the last movie that there's all these anomalies where there's holes in the fabric of the universe and people are being pulled from their dimension into another one and it's just creating chaos and it's affecting what they call canon events which is a fun little nod to you know comic book histories you know oh is that canon yeah if it's a story in history that affects the overall thing like it's considered canon instead of like elseworld or whatever or something um, but these canon events if they don't happen that world that dimension could disappear and 
be erased from all of reality. So uh, we go through and she joins this spider, well, Spider-Verse, this group of all the spider people from across every earth and they're fighting, you know, these um, abnormalities and things and she comes back to Miles' dimension and we learn that it's to track the spot and catch him but she goes and talks to Miles and sees him even though she wasn't supposed to and he follows her back and this is where we learn that he's the only Spider-Man that's like not part of this spider group and uh, to the point where Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, is like, you were the original, you know, abomination. You got bit by a spider from a different universe. So this other universe doesn't have a Spider-Man. And Peter Parker died in your universe because of this. And all these things. Um, and then they talk about how every Spider-Man has a canon event. Or multiple canon events. Like, the same one. And one of them is having a close friend ally somebody who's a captain of the police force dying and you know usually that's captain stacy but miles prevented it from happening happening to spider-man india and it caused his world to start to disappear implode and stuff um well this is about the time it all clicks that miles his dad is being promoted to captain and he finds out that his dad, the spot, is going to kill his dad in like two days. He's like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. And everybody's like, no, you have to. Even Gwen, even Peter B., like everybody's like, no, you, it's part of it. And he's like, no, it's, it's not. You know, I'm, I'm going to change it. So he gets in this big fight with all the Spider-Men, and you get some great comical moments. Um, so, you know, you get some Lego references. You get some Spider-Man meme references. Um so many other little things you get the cameos in this movie i talked about the voice acting cameos there's some live action cameos in here that i i just squeed i was like oh my gosh ah it's freaked out and i loved it um including one role that we've only been teased to be in the films and um but yeah it's, it's really really great so it's a prowler i'm not gonna tell you who's playing prowler but it's a different dimension prowler it's a Maybe the MCU Prowler? I don't know. So, he, but he goes and he's trying to escape all these spider people and ends up tricking them and gets back to his own dimension. Uh, or, yeah. And they're trying to stop him. Well, then we get this big cliffhanger This the, and the build-up to it is so good. Like the last 20 minutes of the film. Um, I know I talked about the first 20 minutes in the last 20 minutes, but the middle is wonderful as well. I mean, this film is almost two and a half hours long. Um, I was a little hesitant, you know, take the kiddos, but the kid loved it. Uh, well, we'll get there in a second. But then you get the payoff of the spider that bit him came from another dimension. So when he tries to go home, they take him to that dimension, Earth 42, where there is no Spider-Man. And there's already a Miles Morales there. And Gwen realizes it like as she's in his house, in Miles' house, in in his real dimension. Um, and so 
and then it it ends like <laughs> pretty pretty much you know you and so you have Spider-Man 2099 and all the other spider people hunting Miles and then Gwen decides she's going to even the odds and puts together her own team of uh people from the first movie and this movie and to be continued and that's how it, <coughs> that's how it ends sorry excuse me and it um it's intense you know the the chase scenes are so well done and hectic but in a good way seeing all these spider people flip around and do everything um of course you know you're rooting for miles but then you're also like Oh, is he going to get caught? I don't know. Maybe he is. And seeing the betrayal of, because Gwen and Peter B knew what was going to happen. And Miles, and you know, when Miles realizes that they knew, like the hurt that they all feel is, is, oh, just gut punch. And them, you know, trying to redeem themselves and helping him later on in the film and there's a couple of other people that kind of switch sides and help him, and it's um, you know, it's better than the original, and it may still be the new hotness wearing on me, but this might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. Uh, my buddy James, who is a local news anchor, he said that this cured the Marvel malaise for him. You know, he's kind of burned out on Marvel, but this reinvigorated it. And I, I'm not burned out on Marvel by any means, but. It still got me excited, like more excited than any of the other movies. So, it's just go see it. It is absolutely jaw dropping in the animation, you know, the the amount of skill in this movie, the amount of talent. Um, I I wish I could name off all the animators, but there's literally hundreds of them. Um, they did such a beautiful job of giving each world its own unique flair and style and voice and uh so that when they are bouncing from one to the other you're like oh okay we don't need establishing shots we don't need this we don't need that because we know we're in a different place and um yeah just just absolutely stunning and go go see it it's, it's wonderful but now we're going to see what my seven-year-old sterling thought about it here we go Okay, I'm really excited to have my seven-year-old son, Sterling, on the show right now. Sterling, how are you? Good. Good. So, what movie did we go see? Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, was it pretty cool? Um. Well, what did you think about it? Overall, what did you think about <coughs> it? Um, bad because there was a cliffhanger. But before the cliffhanger, was it any good? <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, 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 lot. So, what was some of your favorite parts before the cliffhanger? Um, when the bread fell out of Spot's tummy. Oh, at the first, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was good. Was it cool seeing all the different Spider-Men? Uh-huh. Which one was your favorite Spider-Man? Um. Out of the hundreds and hundreds that were there. Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk? Hobie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pretty cool. So, what did you not like about the cliffhanger? It was because they were about to go and save the world, but yet nothing happened. It just stopped. Yeah. Spider-Man movies do that, don't they? Yeah. Because remember that other one we watched? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but hey, do you know what the good news is for this one versus that one? 
one. This one has another one coming out. It's going to come out next March. Ooh, next March. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sterling. I'm glad you liked it, you know, at least up until the end. And we'll have to buy it when it comes out and rewatch it before we go see the next one, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Okay, bye. So, as you see, um, he loved it and is excited about another one and everything. But until the very end, the kid does not like cliffhangers. Uh, when we watched the original Planet of the Apes, he was like, what is this, Dad? So, we had to watch the next one, like the very next day. And, uh, but, you know, he loved it. Everybody in my family loved it. Like I said, go see it. And when you do, let me know. You can drop a comment here below on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, all of them. Uh, Twitter, just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd, that's N-I-G-H-T-N-E-R-D, at thenightnerd.com. Uh, next week, which is, if you're listening first run, is going to be like June 10th-ish, 2023. I'm going to be in Dallas for Fan Expo. Um, I don't, I'm not tabling or anything. I don't think I'm hosting any panels. Um, sometimes they spring that on me when I show up, and that's totally cool. But if you see me there, come say what's up. Uh, may have some prizes and stuff to give out but otherwise that's gonna do it for me today thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next time